Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic here with my dog Lucy. Together we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs whose work is inspired by their dogs. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. On this episode, we're talking about money. Dog treats don't grow on trees, so how can you create a budget for your business and your dog? Learn how you can use tarot to tap into your financial personality and get some professional tips on the best ways to capture your dog's personality in photos. There's a lot of great advice on this one. Let's dive in. Jenny Carlson, founder of Financials for Creatives, teaches creative business owners step-by-step how to increase their net worth. Before she became a financial coach, she photographed pets and their people for the past six years and took the leap to self-employment three years ago. Equipped with an MBA in finance and 10 years of experience as a research specialist at the University of Pittsburgh, she figured out exactly what it would take to make the jump to pursue a very niche business. Once she made the transition and experienced the ups and downs of being a small business owner 24-7, she founded Financials for Creatives to help heart-centered, creative women entrepreneurs implement simple strategies to stay out of debt, pay themselves, and run a profitable business that is aligned with their goals. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have you here. So um, we're both based in Pittsburgh, and we've known each other for many years. Yeah. Um, we first met because you photographed both of my dogs, Lola and Lucy, years ago. Yeah, when uh, Lucy was just a puppy. I know. Or may, I think you might have... the fir- Yeah, the first photo you took is when Lucy was like four months old or something yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember as if it was yesterday. Oh, <laughs> and I have... And then we took another photo the, the next year with both of them. And it was like Lucy took a growth spurt pill yeah. or something. <laughs> it's really, really cute. Um, yeah. So tell us, how did you get into pet photography? Because you have like a very academic background and that's such a creative business. How did you get into it? Well, I was uh, pursuing my MBA part-time while I was working at Pitt. And uh, I sort of needed a creative outlet. So I picked up a DSLR and started photographing in my spare time. And uh, it it was at the time when Flickr was really big as a platform to share your images. And um, I came across a a dog photographer in Seattle. And my mind was blown because I had never even considered that uh, pet photography could be a career. And I went to my supervisor the next day at work and I said, I found my dream job. And she looked at me like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I, I didn't pursue it immediately, but it was something that always sort of was in the back of my mind. And uh, I was just really drawn to it. Uh, also having grown up, my family had a dairy farm. So I've always been around animals and it just felt like the sort of the subject that felt really me. Sure. So do you remember the first photo shoot that you did, first pet photo shoot? Yes. Uh, <laughs> my first uh, paying client was uh, a woman with a uh, black lab and uh, a cat. And she took the 
cat and the dog out and we went to Frick Park. She had the cat on a leash <laughs> and it was in the spring. And the cat and the dog were best buddies and it was just uh, wild but super fun and we got some really good images. That's so awesome. Um, so yeah. how many years now have you been doing pet photography? Uh, it's been uh, six years now. I started in 2011. I um, started just doing some on the weekends and volunteering at the Humane Society as a, both as a dog walker and um, photographing both the dogs and the cats for the adoption profiles. Yeah, and, uh, I think that's such a great service. So, how yeah. how did you how did you go about photographing the adoptable pets? Because and and tell us a little bit about like why that's even an important thing to do. I mean, it it's a good photo is everything um, to be able to capture their personality makes uh, a huge difference in someone seeing that photo among hundreds of pets that are up for adoption. So um, we would take the dogs outside and have a bit of a nature background. I This was while the Humane Society here in Pittsburgh still had a facility out in Elizabeth, PA. So it was a bit more um, fields and things like that just outside of the shelter. So it was a perfect backdrop to just take them outside, give them a walk, and then uh, take a picture. And it that's actually how I met my own dog. Oh, so tell us the story of how you, how you found Alice. Yeah, so Alice was one of the adoptables when um, me and my husband, he was also a dog walker at the time. It really helped to have someone who could hold the dog while I was trying to photograph. I've tried to do uh, both holding and photographing at the same time, and it's very challenging, yes. especially when they have so much energy. Right. And uh, I mean, you know, uh, with yes. Lucy, oh, she's probably, probably bouncing <laughs> when she gets out the door. So Alice was the complete difference. She's a shepherd Akita, a huge dog. And I, I just assumed that she would have a ton of energy and just pull like crazy. But she got outside and she was just trotting along, being super gentle. And it's like... Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we drove home from that day uh, after walking and photographing several of the pets there. And we were going out to dinner that night. And I turned to Bradley and I asked him, I, I wonder how it would be to have a big dog? Because we didn't have a dog at the time. I've never actually had a dog. We had cats growing up. And, uh, and he's like, I was just thinking about them myself and uh, <laughs> the shelter was closed for a couple of days but as soon as they opened we called immediately and said we wanted to adopt her oh that's so sweet I had no idea that that's how you guys met Alice yeah so she was just uh just perfect how Flight. old was she when you got her she was uh one and a half oh so she was still a puppy so it's kind of cool that yeah. she was so calm yeah I was just, uh, so, she was so different, and uh, it, it was just, yeah, she was perfect for us. Aww. And so I'm sure that you have photographed her a lot, or there, do you, like, try out new techniques, or have you figured out, like, the right angles or the right 
noises you have a lot of amazing noises that you make (laughs) when you take photos of dogs so like did you do you try it all out on her first I do I I don't have to say too much to her I mean when you photograph dogs you either you have to figure out whether they're treat motivated or noise motivated Mm. so that's something I always ask my clients before we do a session and uh, then I just uh, go through my repertoire of animal noises or asking a client if there are certain words that uh, they will perk their ears up at and one of them that is often like I think it's super cute that they will ask you want to go to grandma or (laughs) something like that because it usually means they're going to go for a ride in the car and like they if they're going to go see their best friend or something and that always gets them excited that's so cute yeah you do such a great job of uh figuring out what gets it like head tills or an ear perk or, <laughs> or something like that because we we've worked with um with my dogs but we've also worked on like commercial shoots together yeah. um with with other pets so uh it's really cool to see you kind of in action thank you yeah it's it's always fun you always have to just sort of figure out each dog's personality and how to capture that. Yeah. So do you usually photograph pets around people's homes or do you try to go out somewhere or do people want like a solid backdrop of some kind? All of the sessions are done on location. So either that's at a client's home so that you can capture them in their natural environment and get those cute pictures of looking out the window or snuggling on the bed and things like that. And then it's also fun to go to a local park, and especially around this time of year, uh, October, where fall leaves usually give a, a beautiful backdrop. So it's usually a busy time of the year. Do you have a favorite park around Pittsburgh that you like to take photos at? Uh, Mellon Park is one of my favorites. Mine just, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just because it uh, has the perfect blend of uh, architecture and nature, so you can get both, and there's so much variety, so that's always fun. So um, when you made the jump from a full-time employee at Pitt to a full-time pet photographer, what was the process? How did you decide to take that leap? I, I knew for quite a while that I wanted to make that leap. But uh, I'm someone who wants a lot of security and uh, kind of a plan before making the jump. I'm not someone who just suddenly goes and uh, hands in my resignation just like that. So it was definitely calculated and uh, pretty much setting up a, a budget and figuring out how we could uh, save more and knowing that uh, my income wouldn't be um, as regular. So just seeing how, how the the cyclicality of doing photography and being an entrepreneur and building those systems and promoting the business and building up uh, a following so that it felt um, like something that I could do. And, 
Yeah. Well, you've, you've done an amazing, amazing job with it. I really admire it. Um, thank you. And I think you, you have built a really great following and, and one of the ways I think that you've done that is through the photo booth yeah. <laughs> thing. So tell us a little bit about the photo booths and like how many dogs you photograph in one day sometimes. Yeah. So in the summertime, um, I've done a photo booth at a pet, local pet store here called Pedagogy. And uh, it's in the summertime, it's outside uh, in a tent and we have a, a summery backdrop and uh, fun props and things like that. And uh, it's just a, a big party and you have to work really fast mm-hmm. and just figure out how to get the dog's attention uh, as fast as possible. And I mean, it's uh, it's fast tempo, but it's like so much fun to just when you get that shot and uh you get that expression that you want and and then we also have done uh pet photos with santa and uh it's been over 150 dogs in a day and from nine in the morning until five in the afternoon just uh continuously photographing and and it's been fun to see the all the pet owners are just as invested as we have been in building a new set. We always, we've been tweaking uh, little details to always keep it fresh. But the, the owners will uh, bring Christmas sweaters for their pets. And sometimes they're wearing Christmas sweaters <laughs> too. And just, uh, it, it is a really cool place to be. Pittsburgh really loves uh their pets and just such a supportive community of animal rescue and um i i love to have established my business here yeah i think it's just amazing how many people show up for the pet photos with santa and (laughs) i mean i meet people throughout the whole year that if i mention your name they'll say like oh yeah she took my my pet photo (laughs) with santa yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's really, I think, been successful. And um, that that's a really a cool way to get your name out there. Any advice for someone who's considering taking the leap from a full-time job to pursuing their dog-related side hustle? <laughs> um, do you have any advice for those other creative entrepreneurs of how to kind of financially prepare themselves for it? Sure. I think it's uh, always important when you're getting started to look at the money that is coming in and going out and really be on top of that and then see how you're able to set money aside so that you have a bit of a cushion uh, because then you have a little bit more security as you're starting to build your business. And you don't have to make the jump day one as you start your business you can take some time to start to build it and uh, then use uh, a software like you need a budget is one that I recommend to all of my clients uh, both on your personal side of budgeting and on the business side to create a money plan for where you want the the money to go basically giving each dollar a job and uh, that way you have full visibility to where you're at and to just feel more protected when you then go out and 
do it full time. Right. Well, and we all know, everyone listening knows that uh, dogs are not cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially the way that we treat them, they're very spoiled. So when someone is um, considering taking this leap, one of the things they might want to budget for is all of their dog expenses and indulgences. So how, yeah. how do you budget for owning a dog? Because there's a lot more that, that comes up and goes into it than I think people think at first. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've had some of my uh, financial coaching clients say, "I who don't have dogs, so they, they've seen some of the recommendations I've given, and they said, wow, I thought that if you were budgeting for it, you would just put pet and uh, all the money would sit there. But I think that the more you break it up, the easier it is to save for things over time. So if you know that you're making a trip six months from now and you are going to need boarding or grooming and things like that or a dog walker you can create those categories and then make a a a calculate calculation of how much you need to set aside each month so that once that trip comes around you have the money or if you know that your uh, dog always go to the vet at a for their annual appointment during a certain month then you can have a whole year to save up for it and um, even for the you know heart guard or different supplements and things like that they all add up so breaking all of that down and then of course for the more fun stuff like treats and toys and you know those experiences actually um, putting money towards it. So when you create those categories, it really shows what you value in life and where your priorities are. So, I mean, our dogs are our family. So being able to to buy them really fun toys and accessories and things like that is super fun and it it feels good when it's part of your overall plan right so it's smart to budget for your dog's halloween costume (laughs) 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 or other essentials like that (laughs) absolutely (laughs) or or just uh i mean uh, i always recommend having in a budget the category that is called stuff i forgot to budget for Mm -hmm. so that could always go in there when you see something and spontaneously want to buy it. Yeah, well, I, I know that I was, uh, at your suggestion, I was working with that website called You Need a Budget. And like once you start narrowing down and getting specific with the categories, it's amazing when you start thinking about what you're spending. So like yes. just for example, I would realize that you know, in in the summer, I bathe Lucy outside with the hose. Mm-hmm. But in the winter, my hose is off and I don't want to put her in my bathtub. So I either get her groomed or I like to go to the do-it-yourself dog wash place, which costs like 20 bucks or something. Um, and so it's just like li- little things like that that um, I, don't, I don't spend every single month, but maybe like four or five months out of the year, I'm spending an extra 20 or $50 each month on, yeah. on grooming. It's, it's really interesting to kind of uh, write it all down somewhere so that you can see what you're spending over the course of the whole year. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, 
uh, Alice having the Akita fur, she has certain times during the year when she sheds like crazy. So being able to take her to the groomer at that point and get the D shed, I mean, that's worth all the money in the world. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Having some and someone who can trim her nails. I I can't do that myself. No, I can't trim nails either. (laughs) That scares me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so one of the other things that you incorporate into your financial coaching is tarot and oracle cards. So what does that look like and how has it impacted the way that you approach your work? Yeah. Um, I mean, finance can be a very black and white, um, kind of subject. And, uh, especially if we only look at the outer stuff, so setting up systems and, uh, the, the tangible, but there's such an intangible component too, in terms of our mindset and also, uh, taking into uh, account so the spiritual side. So, um, I have found that tarot and Oracle cards open up a bigger conversations about the mindset piece and to sort of help clients tune into their intuition and offer some inspiration in between sessions for what they can work on that isn't necessarily okay go and update your bookkeeping or budget or spreadsheets and things like that but um questions to ponder on and uh because i love animals i love to use uh, an animal spirit deck so they're different um, of the different elements so air fire um, earth water and then uh, sort of a magical element and uh, when you pull one of those cards each animal has a different kind of spirit so you can uh, think of those qualities and how to embody that in in your life so for example the spider who builds a web and works really hard to build abundance and things like that so it's just uh, a different way of looking at money at a just more about uh, thriving and abundance and those sorts of things that's so interesting well I think just dog moms as a whole are very compassionate emotional people because we we love our pets and we're so inspired by, you know, I, th- I think just like the love that they bring to every situation. So sometimes yeah. budgeting is hard to uh, get really passionate about. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but so I think that's that's really wonderful. And I, I'm sure a lot of people could relate to that and, and, and be more interested if they could have sort of kind of a more emotional component to it. Yeah, I um I love just, uh, I do these money tarot readings sometimes and uh, just looking at what uh, a person's relationship to money is and just looking at these cards and it always opens up amazing conversations. And because, I mean, money is hard to talk about and uh, as, as I think especially women don't talk about it as much and it's a topic that is very taboo. So having a space where you can talk about it and how to change that relationship is really cool. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Have you ever read Alice's tarot cards? (laughs) No, I haven't. (laughs) I have to do that sometime. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I learned so much from Lucy. So um, I, I would be interested to see what her tarot has to say, yeah. and what Alice has had to say. <laughs> yeah, she's hanging out behind me. And, uh... <laughs> well, so we, we heard her rescue story. Um, but one question that I'm asking everyone on on this podcast is what qualities they share with their dog. So do you guys share any personality quirks or like favorite foods or anything like that? Absolutely. Um, I think that we're both very quiet. Uh, we we like silence and having our own space and she's very independent and uh, a lot of times of the day I won't even see her she'll be napping up on the third floor uh, but she's also very caring and compassionate and I think she also has a, a big dose of patience uh, which I, you also have to have uh, being a, a pet photographer yeah and, definitely uh, so we we're just uh i i love having her company and these days i work mostly from home when i do coaching and she's always laying outside the door just my clients can usually see her tail just <laughs> sticking in and just knowing that her presence is there and she wants to just be part of it but um uh, in terms of favorite food uh, definitely a cheese and <laughs> bread and uh it, maybe she knows about your family's dairy farm heritage <laughs> maybe <laughs> uh, it's uh it doesn't matter where she is in the house if I decide I'm gonna have like a midnight snack or something and I go to the fridge and I'm gonna get a slice of bread and some cheese she comes running <laughs> It's impossible to open up a bag of bread without her standing in the kitchen and just looking, can I have a slice too? <laughs> and of course I give her one. Of course. And then yeah. she, that's why she keeps coming back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you have anything that sticks out as like a, a favorite thing that you guys have done together? Um, I think just, uh, I mean... I love our morning walks, just being outside, going for a walk in the park. And uh, it's something that really makes a big difference in running my business, too, to have that kind of a start to the day. Um, it, she came with us one time when we went to D.C. for 4th of July and stayed in a hotel. <laughs> and and uh, that was uh, quite a fun experience. And uh, she she loved just uh being part of that and we loved it too of course it was a little bit crazy being fourth of july and people coming in at all hours so she would go up to the hotel door and just huff and puff in the middle of the night and would be like alice <laughs> calm down <laughs> the herding dog <laughs> right <laughs> so that was fun just it doesn't matter where the what trip it is. I mean, we love to travel, so the times when we are able to take her with us, it's just fun to have her in the back seat, and she just loves to stick her head out the window, or you know, just I mean, it's family, so right. we are doing stuff together is fun. Yeah, well, she sounds like an amazing companion. She is for, you. for sure. Yeah. So um, tell everyone where they can find uh, your photography business and also your financial coaching business. 
Yeah, so uh, JennyCarlsonPhotography.com, and it's at uh, Jenny Carlson on Instagram, and then FinancialsForCreatives.com and at FinancialsForCreatives on Instagram. And you have really great free emails that go out all the time yeah. with financial advice. So um, yeah, I, I love sharing my knowledge. Yeah, well, I'm sure everyone loves it, so everyone should sign up for that because dogs are expensive <laughs> so <laughs> you can use all the help you can get <laughs> yeah all right well thank you so much for being on the show jenny thank you tori thank you for listening to the wear wag repeat podcast you can fetch show notes for this episode at wearwagrepeat.com. if you like what you hear please subscribe so you don't miss an episode and until next time lucy and i will see you around the dog park <laughs>